0: Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 68 of the Real Life Runners Podcast. With the holiday season coming to an end and a new year coming up, we've just been thinking about all the waiting that our children have had to do, waiting for Christmas and waiting for things, and the concept of delayed gratification and how that applies to our running and to our life. And we also take a little look ahead into 2019.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So delayed gratification. You know, living with a couple of little kids around Christmas, there's a lot of waiting for something really exciting to be showing up. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, it's one of those things. I, I remember when we were kids, it was the same thing. You like wait all year for for Christmas, and then Christmas is here, and now we've got the. Elf on the Shelf and all these other things that make us wait, and wait, and wait for Christmas. And when you're a kid, it feels like it takes forever for Christmas to get here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like the day after Thanksgiving, and yeah. I'm pretty sure the little one was like, "How soon is Christmas?" I know. It's like it's a while. And it's a as while an adult,
0: <laughs> as an adult, it feels like it just flies. Like there's not enough time for anything.
1: Oh no! You blink and Christmas vacation disappears. Right.
0: So we were just thinking about that, and you know, watching the girls get ready for Christmas and. We just thought how relevant that was to life and to running, especially.
1: Well, especially today, the idea of delayed gratification because it's it's post Christmas. The kids have have gotten the presents; it's, they've gotten the excitement, but there were some presents that still had to be assembled.
0: Yes, <laughs> there was there was a couple hours of assembly of a ping pong table this afternoon.
1: And. If all day of christmas there wasn't any time for it you yeah. know we were visiting other people and seeing other people and there's you know all of the eating of christmas mm-hmm. and so the giant, <laughs> all of the eating <laughs> the, the giant buy bo- i'm pretty sure all of my runs the, for the past like week and a half or so are just fueled by pure christmas treats
0: oh my gosh i've been so <laughs> bad i shouldn't say bad but i have definitely been indulging in some some sweets this well, Christmas. What
1: should I have mm-hmm. before I go out for a run today? Have out some more fudge. Yes.
0: Right. <laughs> so
1: Carbohydrates. It's, car- it's all carbo loading. Carbo loading. So, all <laughs> yesterday, and then for a chunk of tomorrow, we've got this giant box of a ping pong table just sitting in our living room. Yeah. And the girls both wanted to play ping pong.
0: So badly.
1: And I know that this thing is going to involve some lengthy time of, of putting the thing together. Yes, it, and it did. It wasn't just, oh, let's quick, quick put the thing together because no. it's huge.
0: Well, and it was also. We knew we had to find a spot for it, and that spot was our garage, and our garage is not clean. The
1: garage was not prepared for a ping pong table.
0: No, which, I mean, the garage has been bothering me for quite some time now, so... In a way, I was very glad that we had to clean it out to make room for this ping pong table.
1: Right, because this is something that is hugely satisfying to mm-hmm. you that you've been putting off for a while. You mean a
0: clean garage? A clean garage. Oh my gosh. You have no idea how happy I am that like the garage is finally organized.
1: Right, which is this thing that's been sitting over your head that just kind of keeps putting off and putting off and putting off. And so finally, we've achieved a relatively clean garage. Yeah,
0: it's looking pretty pretty good.
1: That is That is the delayed gratification for you.
0: That is yes yeah, so that is one of the extra bonuses of the ping pong table for me
1: meanwhile we got the little the, our uh, our nine-year-old was out there helping us put the thing together
0: and she, and she was so good about now it. now what
1: can i do now do you need something else can i hold yeah. this can i screw that part in yeah. and she was ready to help
0: and she was excited and loving it too did you hear her multiple times say i love doing this
1: because she was enjoying it she sees the benefit of putting the effort forth yeah. so that she can reap the reward at the end
0: mm-hmm. and she then she recruited her friend too one of our neighbors <laughs> her little one of her best friends in the neighborhood she had her helping us too.
1: Yeah. Look, mom, now we have two helpers out here. And yeah. It's like sure.
0: Yeah. Then they and it was great because they were learning and I told them multiple times I'm like, "You girls are awesome because you are out here doing something so that you can have what you want." Like that is excellent you're putting in the work for it.
1: And, you know, after working on the ping pong table for what would it take? Like 24, 36 hours to put it together? (laughs) About three. Okay. Um, (laughs) As we're screwing in 8,000 screws in a thing, it just occurred to me that perhaps maybe an episode on delayed gratification would be worthwhile.
0: Yes. I think that's a good idea. So waiting for something, right? I mean, this is definitely one of the things that is so applicable to running because when you run, you're not fast immediately. You can't just go out and run a marathon the day after you start running. All of these things take time and they take build up, and they take patience and they take delayed gratification. And I think that in today's world, that is not an easy concept anymore.
1: No, that's why distance runners have to have this crazy different mind frame than so many other people. Right. Is you can't just start and by the end of the week, be capable of doing anywhere near, like if you're setting a sizable goal, you're not going to be even close by the end of the week. Right. It's just not going to happen. Like you could conceivably head out and, and maybe get yourself through a few miles. But Mm -hmm. if you're like, Ooh, why don't I sign up for a marathon? It better not be by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're a brand new runner.
0: Or even by the end of the month. Yeah. Or even by the end of the year, depending (laughs) on where you're starting. Depending
1: on where you're starting from. And if you surround yourself with people that are like 17 steps further along than you, Mm -hmm. that whole waiting for your goal to come along, it takes a while.
0: It does. It does. And it takes a lot of mental strength to continue to put in the work day after day, knowing that your goal or the thing that you want to achieve is still far away.
1: Right. But it's it's important. And we've talked about goal setting before, about how you want to make sure that you have a goal that is big enough, that is actually rewarding when you get to it. You know, if you set a goal that you could achieve that afternoon, you know, unless it's a ping pong table and you're nine, then... <laughs> that's a better goal. Like you want a goal that you can reach for, that you you have to wait for, because that's what's so satisfying. If it's a goal that you've basically already, that you're already there, where's the satisfaction?
0: Mm -hmm. So this can be anything from your running performance, a goal race, a goal time. This can apply to your body weight or your body image, this can apply to a new job or a promotion at work or starting a business. Did you like how I typed that business? out, a, a
1: body weight huh? and body image?
0: Yes, I did like that, actually. Because so. some
1: people, the number's important. For other people, the, the how they look in a mirror is important. How they feel is important.
0: I think that's more important than some random number right, scale. We've,
1: we've discussed numbers a lot, but yeah. you know, some people still cling to it, so I thought I'd put in both angles of that guy.
0: Right. I mean, the question then is, why is that the goal? Like, why is that number the goal? You know,
1: the, the same reason that people put a race number as, as a goal. Like I want to be this fast. I
0: know, but sometimes that can be so arbitrary. That's why I always ask people what, where those those numbers come from? <laughs> you know, cause it's one thing if you're setting out to, try to hit a time to be like a Boston qualifier or something. There's a very good reason for that time then to be your goal. (laughs)
1: Because there's some arbitrary people in Boston that decided it.
0: Right. (laughs) But if that's a, a, a goal race for you to run, then that's a good reason to have that goal. But if you're just wanting to run a random race and you just pick a number out of the air. Like, what's the point of that number?
1: Yeah, a lot of people just sort of pick a number. that usually end with a zero or a five, mm-hmm. but they're essentially just kind of out there.
0: Yeah, and the same thing with body weight. Like, why do you want to weigh 120 pounds? Why do you want to weigh 150 pounds? Like, what does that number even mean? A,
1: a lot of them are comparisons to somebody that somewhere along the way, well, that person ran yep. this fast and I bet I can be as fast as them.
0: Exactly. Uh, somehow
1: you you learned how much that person weighed and Mm -hmm. you'd like to look like them, so that's how much you should weigh also.
0: Right, right. But I think there's a lot of danger in those comparisons because it can lead to a lot of dissatisfaction if you don't reach it or if it takes you a little bit longer to reach it than you Thought it would.
1: Right. So you want to pick a goal that is out there, but is also a healthy goal and has good reason for why you're trying to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, we also put on the list, um, you know, a promotion at work, a, a new job, a complete new venture,
0: mm-hmm. or starting a new business.
1: Starting a complete new business. Yeah. That's not a quick process. No. And you'll always find that person's like, oh, I quit my old job and I started a new one and now I'm making $1,000 every single week. And right. it only took me a month. Like, well, okay, well, yeah. I hate you.
0: Yeah. But that's just not that's just not reality. I mean, we started this business a year ago. Yeah. Now this the podcast and our, our coaching business and it takes time. We are not millionaires yet, you know. We are not even close to that, but each step, like each new client that we get, each new training plan that we make, each new each shirt that we sell like all of these things are steps in the right direction and i and i'll i'll say this to you a lot i'll say kevin we made a new sale today or we got a new client like that's a step you know we're, we're on our way like we're, we're moving in the right direction this is working it's not as fast as we might have hoped for but it's working
1: no no getting to the goal is never as fast as anybody hoped for right you know that's part of what makes it so satisfying is that it takes a while if it happened just when you snapped your fingers then it just wouldn't be as as gratifying yeah so um, but you, you move right smoothly into the next thing it's an excellent transition that you are are setting up for a, a farm Away, goal, but it has to have the baby steps. You need signs that you're getting closer to Mm -hmm. your target.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just like what I was saying. You know, every every time that you check off something, that you know, maybe if if you're if you have a goal weight in mind, every pound that you lose, you should celebrate that pound. Mm -hmm. You know, every maybe not with a
1: whole cake, but. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. But it, every time that you have a really good run, a, a really good workout, that you, that's a step in the right direction. That you know you're moving closer to that goal time that you want to achieve.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I thought that this one kind of relates when when the kids are waiting for something. Yeah. Um they like to make countdown calendars.
0: Yeah. I mean, those are like classic advent calendars. The classic advent calendars. Right. I mean.
1: Is it shows you how close you're getting. You get to keep opening a day mm-hmm. and see, oh, look, there's only four more days to open. Or, yeah. You know, when, I mean, our
0: kids used to make countdown calendars when your parents came When my to parents visit. were coming. Yeah. yeah. And they would say, how long, how long until Yaya and Papa come? And they would make a calendar and they would take a little piece of paper off every day. And they had so much fun counting down the days.
1: Because you can see that the goal is getting closer. When you make a goal that's really big, it can't just be this vague goal way out there that you have no way of tracking how close it is. You need to be able to see it. Otherwise, you lose all motivation to aim for it.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I think that that can also create a lot of pressure To achieve that goal within a certain time frame.
1: Well, it depends on what the goal is. Sometimes there's a goal that you just literally know is happening in a certain Mm -hmm. amount of time. Mm -hmm. But then there's other things that you have to work for. Like you have to not just wait for your goal to just sort of land in your lap, but you have to work for it. And that beyond just having to wait for something, to have to wait and work for it makes it even more gratifying when you get to it. Yeah. Yeah. So um this sort of moves on to onto step two, not just waiting, but actually working, actually trying to find those small wins along the way mm-hmm. that keep you heading in the right direction.
0: Right. And they keep you motivated, they keep you on track. You know, there there's always gonna be distractions that that come in life. But when you see those baby wins and those baby steps along the way and you know that you're on the right path, even though that path is not going to be a straight line. That path is going to be very jagged. There's going to be hills. There's going to be valleys. There's going to be all sorts of things along the way, no matter what kind of goal it is. If it's a, if it's a long-term, bigger goal, there's going to be things that that kind of get in your way. Maybe there's an injury that you end up dealing with, and you end up sidelined and not able to run. That's not a fun thing, but... Okay. So, so there you are. You've got an injured knee. You're not able to run, even though you've got a marathon that you've already registered for in four or five months, then what, you know,
1: then you need a plan to still get to your goal. And maybe, maybe your goal has to get slightly adjusted. Maybe you're still going to run that marathon, but you're not going to hit the same time that you were going for. Maybe you you need to extend the timeline on your goal.
0: Yeah. Like what if you had a goal that, You wanted to run a PR at this certain half marathon, but then you ended up sick for three weeks and not able to run, like... Two months before the race, a month before the race, like that's going, you have to alter your goal because you have to understand that life is going to get in your way and goals are fantastic. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't set them, but you have to be kind to yourself and realize that that's okay. Like if you don't hit that goal exactly when you thought you were going to, that doesn't mean that you're not ready for it. That doesn't mean that you're never going to hit that goal. That just means that your timeline needs to be extended a little bit
1: right then when you actually when you hit that time that you thought you were going to achieve the goal that's just more work yeah. that's getting you closer to the goal
0: but it's also going to make it more rewarding yes in it's a way. just
1: more work and if right. the goal Really matters to you. If that big picture that you've got set out there really matters as an, an actual important thing, then the timeline shouldn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Yes, it would yeah. be great if it could be if it could happen sooner. Yeah. But if you planned on it happening at a marathon in April yeah. and you get sick before that one, then that marathon that you end up running in April is another step towards your eventual achievement of that goal. Right? It's it's a it's a mind frame thing. It's mm-hmm. it goes it's not a failure. You didn't fail to reach the goal. You just didn't get to the goal yet.
0: Right. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that you're not even ready for it because you could be totally ready for it at that point, but you wake up and it's 80 degrees and humid and your stomach, you know, you start having stomach issues because whatever you ate the night before didn't agree with you. And maybe just that day, your body's not able to hit that. That doesn't even mean that you're not capable of it because you probably still are capable of it you just had a bad race that day
1: or the race itself could have just become overwhelming yeah i was talking to somebody over on, over christmas and they don't race well uh-huh. like they're fully capable of achieving all sorts of times but yeah. when they get into a race their legs always cramp up on them mm. well like that's you, tough like do you think that it's the, they asked me like do you think that it's that I go out too fast the and then my legs are cramping on me? Do you think it's a dehydration thing? I'm right. like, no, I think that you're nervous about the race and that that plays out by cramping your legs up. Mm-hmm. I think that you're literally just not moving as fluidly. Oh, mm-hmm. so I should work on my form? I'm like, no, you should work on your nerves. Yeah. Like you have fine form because you can hit all of these it's workouts. the mental
0: aspect of the anxiety. That
1: is literally tightening up your body. Yeah. So you could be completely ready for the goal, physically ready for the goal and just not mentally there. Mm-hmm. And then you go you head up into that race and you're ready for it and your body shuts down and You're like, oh, I, i'm just not physically there. It could be a mental thing And then that's just another step. That's another thing that you can work on to get closer Every time you, you really reach for it and you think that you might achieve the goal and you come up a little bit shy, that's just another step heading you towards eventual success. Mm-hmm. You, ju- you have to view everything as a step heading towards eventual success. Even if that, that big goal was not achieved that day, it's still just another step.
0: So what did that person say when you said that? Like when you said it was probably their nerves?
1: She was mad because I gave her the answer that she knew it already was in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, I kind of thought that might've been it, but I was hoping that you just had a quick answer for it. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, well, if your calves are cramping up, you could try racing in leg sleeves, but I have a feeling that the answer is way more between your ears than between your ankles and knees.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So... Coming up on New Year's, there's a lot of people that like to set New Year's resolutions.
1: Ah, uh, New Year's resolutions, they're the best. We've got the, there's a commercial on the radio right now that just, it starts with this slew of the classic New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one after the next after the next. And it includes so many that fit in well with our podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to run a marathon. I'm going to join a gym and go every single day. <laughs> and, and it's the list of all these resolutions that people give up on. Like, yeah. A week into it
0: yeah a week or two it's like when we used to be members over at the y and like the first two weeks of january you could not get any time on a treadmill i
1: mean any gym that we've ever been part of yeah. like i remember when i was i was still living with my parents back in high school january in the gym is yeah. absolute insanity right
0: But by the second week of February, it's back to normal.
1: Oh, no. Valentine's Day. Anybody can go onto a (laughs) treadmill. Uh, Can I spend three hours on this treadmill? Sure. There is no weight at all. Same thing happened when we were in school. January Mm -hmm. was brutal. Mm -hmm. It was also like six feet of snow outside. So everybody needed to get... Like there was no exercising outside. But, um, you know, January was super packed. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. So if you are the kind of person that likes to set New Year's resolutions... What what should we say about the New Year's resolutions this year? I mean, set a goal that, but understand that if you get derailed, that doesn't mean that your goal needs to be thrown in the trash.
1: Yeah. That's, I think that's the biggest takeaway related to this episode is your goal just because, you know, don't set a goal that says I'm going to run every single day of 2019. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if something goes wrong on January 2nd...
0: Okay, but what if... Okay, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Okay, go for it. If that is your goal, I mean, and you achieve 80% of that, you're going to be doing really, really well for the year.
1: Right, but are you going to be disappointed? Like That's, that's.
0: But that's it. I think it's going into it with the right mindset. So if your goal is, I'm going to run every day of this year, I think that's fine, you know? But then understand that sometimes things are going to get thrown off track. And that doesn't mean that your goal is worthless and that you should just get stop running then.
1: Yeah. Because, like,
0: I mean, I, I basically have a goal to work out every single day. Yes. Like, to do something every day. But I understand that, like, I, I try to work out seven days a week, but I fully – Like I I know that I'm not going to work out seven days a week most of the time. I know that something's going to come up. I'm I'm gonna need to sleep in. I'm gonna miss that workout for whatever reason. Like things are going to happen, but I never miss two days in a row because I just jump right back on.
1: Yeah, it's it's making sure that you've you've got the appropriate mindset. You know, if if you set the goal of I want to work out every single day, and you come down with the flu on January second you can't just give up on, I want to work out every single day. That's why setting a goal of, I mean, every day is a goal of perfection. Setting a goal that is both challenging, but achievable might be a better mindset. You know, I'd Mm -hmm. like to work out
0: six days a week.
1: Yeah. Or
0: like 25 out of 30 days for every month. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I want to work out 330 days out of the year, Mm -hmm. like come up with something that's like, that's, a lot and is very impressive Mm -hmm. but allows life to exist Mm
0: -hmm. well that's like one of the mileage challenges that that's out there you know like try to run the year year. yeah or people not just run the year but just to set a mileage challenge for yourself
1: oh run more miles this year than you did last year Mm -hmm. or or at least as many or
0: set a number you know like if you want to Run 1,200 miles. You want to average 100 miles a month. Like there might be some months that you're going to run more than that. And that's going to help you make up for the months where maybe you didn't achieve the 100.
1: I should try running the year next year.
0: I think that's a good idea. That sounds like fun. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I, know, I was off on my run today trying to figure out what kind of running goals I want to set for next I think year. It,
0: I think it works out to like 5.6 miles per day or five and a half miles per day approximately.
1: I could pull that off.
0: Yeah, you could because, you know, your weekend runs can make up for your rest days. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I was... My I was friend,
0: Ma- friend Madonna is going to do it. She's
1: going to hit the year? Yep, she's going to awesome. do
0: it this, I think t- tomorrow maybe or... The next day, she's got a run set up in our group, in our running group, for her to finish off her year, which is amazing. With
1: a couple days to spare. Yeah.
0: Shout out to you, Madonna. You're amazing. All right. So what about you, Kevin? Do you have any goals for the new year or any resolutions that you want to set?
1: I don't have resolutions. Goals. Goals are good. Okay. I I like that you, uh, the challenge of run the year. That kind of sounds, that's intriguing. I hadn't thought of that one, but that's an intriguing one. Are you going to do it? Uh I going to think about that one. Okay. Um, Did but you have
0: anything else in mind? I had goals. Okay. Um, what I, do you think?
1: Like one of my big ones that I've been aiming for, I want to run my fastest marathon ever. Okay. Um, I didn't even try a marathon this year. We had kind of a discussion that I was not going to attempt a marathon this year.
0: I know. You're almost at that one-year clearance. I
1: know. <laughs> Come on, January. Let's talk about delayed gratification. Yeah. Uh, I haven't I have not pushed beyond... 15, 15 miles. I think, I mean, I no, sl- you
0: did. You went over 15 this last weekend. Well, yeah,
1: you went 14. And as I told the girls, well, I guess I have to go longer than that now. <laughs> <laughs> so good I, thing
0: you're not competitive. I set
1: a watch PR and I ran like 15 point something.
0: Yeah. 15.4.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: okay. So you mentioned a little bit about having to wait this year to train and run a marathon again. So maybe we should talk about that a little bit if you're open to it.
1: Well, yeah, that's, that's my own personal delayed gratification. Yeah. I, I enjoy running very long distances. Right. And I've, I've yet to hit the time that I think I can hit for a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as time passes, I think that it's getting more difficult to achieve that number, and I didn't try one this year. Right. Because we, we had a discussion that after, what, 2017, where I
0: had three seizures... 2017. 2017. Yeah. So, so I it, had the
1: third one on December 31st. I wrapped them all up into one calendar year.
0: <laughs> yeah. For those of you who might not, or who might have just started listening to the podcast, um, Kevin randomly started having seizures in 2017. He had his first in April and then another in August, and then his third on New Year's Eve of 2017. and. Through all the testing, the doctors still don't know why he had any of these seizures. He had, you know, blood work, EEGs, EKGs, no, MRIs, anything cat scans. Anything you could throw at me. And they couldn't really come up with uh, a reason for it. And we saw three different neurologists, two of which were seizure specialists. And the last guy that we saw kind of thought, you know, you know about your marathon running, he. That was the
1: second one we saw, or was that the last that one we saw? One. Yeah. That was the last one. That was the last. Yeah, he said that taking things, anything to the extreme, right. may may take a, a hard toll on the body.
0: Well, because everyone has a seizure threshold, apparently. Um, go figure. There's a lot of things we learned in that year. <laughs> Lots of things we learned. That apparently, like one out of three people will have a seizure at some point in their life, which I had no idea it was that common.
1: Most of them happen in childhood, but then apparently there's another stretch somewhere there's in the like... There's spike. There's a spike.
0: Yeah. In the early 30s, like mid... Mid... Early mid, to mid 30s. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, so basically, if you haven't had one by the time you're like five, there's a shot that you're going to get one in the like mid 30s somewhere along the way also. Right. Those are your two major major peaks.
0: Right. And the last um, epileptologist, he basically nailed said, it, nailed
1: the pronunciation. Thank you.
0: Well, I, I hope so. I'm in the medical field, for goodness' sake. But I,
1: I have the condition, and I can't say it. So. Yes, you can. <laughs> epileptologist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he basically said that there is a possibility that there could be, there could have been something. That in the development of the brain in utero, there could be like a tiny little fold of brain tissue where it just didn't exactly form correctly or it didn't exactly fold correctly or there's an extra fold where it shouldn't be in all of the creases of the brain and that little thing could cause just that little short circuit in the brain and maybe it's there and it has been there for your entire life and it can take lots and lots of stress and things that are going on but you know your threshold is only so high and maybe five things is okay but then you add on a sixth thing and that triggers the seizure to occur
1: yeah that was his suggestion basically right. everyone has a threshold and it's just a matter of how much you can take so eventually you get to a point where there's just too much and your body reacts that way right. and i i happen to have have reached that point a few times yeah
0: so his thing though he kind of talked about the running and the marathon training specifically because marathon training is such an extreme you know you're you are training to an extreme you're putting your body through so much stress when you train for a marathon and asking your body to adapt and to take it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's the physical stress. Right. There's the mental stress. Right. There's what you're doing eating wise with mm-hmm. it, like super extremes on that as well. Right. To,
0: and, so. and you don't just run marathons just to run marathons. You're running a marathon in order to try to win depending on which marathon you're in.
1: Yeah. Like
0: if it's a smaller marathon, you're actually trying to win the race.
1: Yeah. I like to walk away with prizes.
0: Right. And if it's, you know, obviously one of the majors, you're not competing on an elite level, but you're still trying to run your best time and trying to push yourself as far as you're able to push yourself just because that's the kind of person you are.
1: That's, that's what I try and get out of running is like the point of my running is to, is to literally see how far I can push my body. Right. And when I suggested that he didn't make the nicest of faces.
0: Right. And so then I – that made me nervous, and so now Kevin has been on the medication for a year, almost a full year now, Mm -hmm. and he has been seizure-free, thank goodness. And so that was kind of the discussion that we had at the beginning of the year was I didn't feel comfortable, and I don't think that running is the reason that you have seizures. I I really don't believe that, but I can understand what the doctor was saying as far as – putting your body in those kinds of extremes. And you do not get enough sleep and enough recovery that allows that you know, that's allowing your body to really train at that level.
1: I mean, and, and I'm also doing better on that, right? You know, so one well, that I've been was on, that I'd, was kind of our that agreement. Was, yes, that was part of the agreement. We we sat down and we talked about this. Of you know, the doctor suggests that training that level is not a good thing, and I'm like, I'm not going to stop training hard. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's too much of me. I enjoy that too much. Well, that was that the first much. question
0: that I asked you: Is how much do you really want to do another full marathon?
1: And I said quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because and, you still have this idea in your head of this time that you want to get to.
1: Right. Which is also completely arbitrary as we covered earlier, <laughs> but I still have it in my head and, yeah. and it's, it's out what there does and that it's time m- mean nagging away at me Yeah, because it, it's something that I think that I can achieve and I have not done it. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, It's still out there Mm -hmm. and it's still a thing that I want to achieve, but it had to go on the back burner and it was not a focus this year because I knew that, like we sat down we discussed this, that I had to pull back. Mm -hmm. I could not run such high mileage. Mm -hmm. I had to uh, kind of tone down a little bit of the workouts that I was doing and I had to make sure that I was sleeping enough. Mm -hmm. And so if we were going to bed late because we were up doing whatever, right? um, then I was, I just, I missed a day. Mm-hmm. I I just didn't run that next morning or, right. and maybe I'd be able to fit in something in the afternoon or however, wherever I could fit it in, or maybe that just needed to be an off day. Yeah. And you know, I was really, really careful with this all through the spring and I was getting off days all the time. And
0: yeah, I got nervous when we got to that four month mark because the, the three yeah. seizures that you did have were all a, four to four and a half months apart. So until we really hit that five-month mark, I was very, very nervous. And then, you know, in the state of Florida, you're not allowed to drive until you've been seizure-free for six months. So when we hit that six-month mark, that was something that was also very exciting.
1: The six-month was was very relieving. And the the one doctor, and this is why we've kind of like – this is why January and especially the end of January is a very exciting thing because the doctor suggested that if you've,
0: Valentine's Day if you've
1: been on, yes, it's Valentine's day. If you've been on the medication for, um, without a seizure for three times the length <clears throat> of the stretch between your seizures, right. then it's actually working.
0: Right. So that's 13 months for you.
1: Right. So when you get people that have a, a far worse condition than I've had, or they're having a seizure every other day, you know, if they can make it to the end of the week without one that suggests that the medication's working, right. I was hitting four and a half months. So 13 months suggest mm-hmm. that it's working. Right. So, um, you know, half marathon at towards the end of January is basically going to be, it's going to be over 12 months. Yeah. Um, and then pretty close to 13 months in, in once I hit February.
0: Right. Right. But so knowing that you had to pull back and really Start prioritizing other things above you, your running, including your sleep and your eating, and the other some of the other aspects of your health. Because you used to be like running was so important to you, and I mean it still is, obviously. But you would forego sleep and other things so that you could get your run in.
1: Oh yeah, no, and I, and I
0: think that's really what caught up to you. Yes,
1: I mean I. I think when you're still up at midnight then you shouldn't really wake up at 4:30 so that you can knock out a 10-miler. I think that right. might have been part of my problem. Right.
0: Like I don't think it was the mileage. I don't think it's the training. I think it was the lack of sleep and the other things that have to complement marathon training. Like this is why one one of the reasons that we're so passionate about real life, like taking your real life into consideration and not just going balls to the wall, you know, with just your training. (laughs)
1: BTW.
0: (laughs) BTW. That's hilarious. But seriously, though, you know, it's because... There are so many more important things in your life and running is definitely at the top. You know, it's, it's near the top of your list, but... Yeah, but
1: there are so many more important things when you go to, to take a nap with your daughter on New Year's Eve and you fall out of bed and have a seizure on the floor in front of her. It kind of changes your priorities and it allows goal setting to be to, to kind of reorder what's goal number one.
0: Yeah. Put things a little bit more in perspective so, yeah. So I think that you definitely have very first-hand experience when it comes to delayed gratification based on what's been going on with you the last two years.
1: Yeah. So let's pull this back into the topic here. So my goal for 2019 is my fastest marathon ever because I'm going to be a little careful with the training. And... Do you have
0: a timeline for that? Because we haven't really discussed that yet. Like, no, no, I don't. As far no, because as I... when you're going to run that full. I
1: Fully think that I can pull that off physically sometime within the next three to four years. I the think, goal, you mean the goal time? The goal time. Uh-huh. I think I can still pull that off. Well, do you I'm want to put your the goal low, time out there? Uh, it's six minute pace, which is i don't remember i have like not 235? focused uh, no it's two thirty-seven twelve, if oh, i remember correctly but um i i've not thought of the marathon for a year like i just i can't put my head there because i i haven't been allowed to train for it like I, it's a it's a limit that is on me and so i don't even remember the, the time exactly yeah 237
0: 237 I, and change yeah okay
1: and I've been close. I've been so close.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have. You, you ran a two thirty eight. Yeah. Yeah, you were very, very close. You were in like a six zero two pace.
1: Yeah, it was it was close and frustrating because I I was dying at the end of that. Well, one.
0: especially if it, it had been like twenty degrees cooler, you totally could have hit it too. Yeah. Like that was the frustrating part, and and also pr- kind of proves our point here. You know, I mean, if you didn't run that marathon in eighty degrees with ninety percent humidity, like you. Probably would have hit your goal
1: right which is part of the the arbitrariness of setting a goal that is a number it depends on the conditions you know Mm -hmm. well then you make sure that you find the perfectly flat marathon with good ideal weather well okay that's cool but I also want to run this marathon over here well you're not gonna hit a time because that's a hilly marathon like Mm -hmm. don't have a goal of running the Pittsburgh marathon and a PR at the same time Mm -hmm. it's a little hilly
0: yeah same thing with the flying pig in Cincinnati yes
1: it's a little hilly
0: yeah exactly
1: so how about you in in the next calendar year? Do you have something that you've been waiting on that you've been trying to reach and achieve towards?
0: Physically? Like with my running?
1: With your running. Let, let's specify it because I'm sure there's lots of things. There's but lots of things. Let's try and narrow the field down.
0: Um... Not really, to be honest. I I feel like there's a lot of things that I was able to do this year with my running that have made me very, very happy. I ran my first 10K. That was exciting. I was I was happy with my time. I got my first um, under two-hour marathon because I, I ran... Yes. <laughs> yes, half marathon. Um,
1: well, you, you and Kipchoge out there training together, yeah, sub right. two. Yeah,
0: that's how we are. So, but I mean, really this year... I ran my second ever and my third ever half marathon because my first half marathon was in 2011
1: yes, and
0: I hadn't run another one since then. You know, it's funny because some people think that I have run a lot more than I actually have, and I, it's just not the case. And I, I know a lot about running because of my background as a physical therapist, so I know a lot about the body and running mechanics and strength training and how to physically train and all of that stuff. So I know a lot about all of that, but haven't personally done a lot of it. And And I feel like this year has been an amazing year for me. Running wise, and I've achieved a lot of of those goals. Like I wanted to get under two hours, which I did, and so I mean, I, I still want to get under twenty four in the five k, and I know I'm capable of it. Like I just haven't been put in the right conditions for it yet. Because the the one time my stomach was all messed up, and it was really hot and humid, and um, so I, I that's. But that, I think that's something that's interesting though, because I my mindset now is so much different than it used to be.
1: And this this needs to be like a, a full other episode I just did not have yeah. time to outline that one of your mindset as you are a relatively new runner compared to me very much so and the way that the two of us got into running like we've done our background stories it yeah. was episodes like I don't know four what, and five there you go
0: yeah but we we should do one you know maybe the next next week that we'll, comparing the two of us and our mindsets going into things like going
1: into all sorts because we yeah. we do not run and train the same because we all. don't have the same mind frame. Well, about, and I feel like it's,
0: it's very interesting to me how I have evolved over the past year as well. And I think a lot of that is also in coaching other people yes. in their running. Like I've very much evolved my running and my mindset. And so I don't really have specific time goals in mind right now. It's I'm kind of at the point where I'm very open and I just want to see what I'm able to do like exactly what we've been talking about in a lot of different episodes throughout this year just going into it with this growth mindset and not necessarily putting all my eggs in one basket and just kind of going out and seeing you know, each race as a checkpoint along the way and seeing where my body is at that point in time what am I capable of doing. Yeah, it's because funny I don't have a ceiling.
1: It's funny how we both kind of made it to that point. It just took me so many, many more years to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, before we, I ran the the five k at at my school, mm-hmm. a bunch of people were like, "Oh, how fast are you going to go? Are you going to win the thing?" And I'm like, "I don't. I could run somewhere between this time and this time. It yeah. depends on who shows up." Yeah. Like, and that's that's how I went into it. Right. And It was it was a nice race.
0: Yeah, and that's I was standing on, on the uh, starting line too, and some of the girls from our team both our current runners and some of our alumni runners <laughs> came and found me and were like, hey, coach, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, good. I'm like, I ran this one with you last year. Are you going to run with me this year? And <laughs> and she said, she was like, I don't know. What are you going to run? I said, I don't know. We'll see what my body wants to do today. And that was literally how I felt on the starting line. And I ran only 15 seconds slower than my PR,
1: And it was not an ideal day. It was not an ideal day. It was a little sticky.
0: Right. Like I could, if it was 15 to 20 degrees cooler, I definitely could have PR'd that day.
1: If it was literally run on Sunday instead of Saturday, you probably would have PR'd because because it was 15 degrees cooler on Sunday.
0: (laughs) I know, right? So I think that my mindset has definitely shifted a lot and it's making running much more enjoyable.
1: So you got any sorts of uh, distances? Are you ready to sign up for the full?
0: No, I, I I don't know. I think that I mean I ran my longest run ever last weekend. I ran 14 miles, and that's the first time I've ever done that. The first time I've ever run more than a half marathon, and that made me very very happy. Um, I was very excited and proud of that. And thank you to all of the people in the tribe that commented or liked my post about that because I was pumped about it. Um, and I think that I, I don't know. The full marathon is just such a a time. It's it's so so much time and effort putting into the training and the recovery and everything that goes along with it. And I don't know. I don't (laughs) know. I don't think I'm ready to commit to the full quite yet. I I see myself. She said yet.
1: Everybody heard that. She said yet. (laughs) I know. I
0: I feel like I can I can see that it will probably happen at some point in time. You know, before this year, I said, absolutely not. I have zero desire for a fall, And now I kind of feel like I'm sure it's going to happen at some point in time. It's just a matter of when.
1: Yeah. And we'll find a gorgeous one for you to run so that mm-hmm. it's super enjoyable and beautiful the entire time. Yeah. I mean, when you ran the, the half marathon out in wine country, I, I don't think that you've, physically felt that as 13 miles because it was just so gorgeous and you had such a a great group to run with Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it was it was everything just about the race it wasn't about the time or any of that stuff and that's one of the things I think is so important is that it's not just about the numbers like running is about so much more especially to me running I, I did a post on Instagram this week and Running is just, I wrote something about like running is my path to self love and acceptance, which it really has been for me. It's been something that it's not about the numbers for me anymore. I want to see what I can achieve just because I I am a very competitive person and I I want to see what I'm physically capable of doing because it's really fun for me to like see but to have like a concrete number that I'm going to be like upset about if I don't achieve it like that kind of takes away some like on one hand I feel like it, it can definitely help to drive me but also this year with the more racing I've done I find that that pressure and anxiety around the race tends to not be the best thing for me
1: yeah you managed it's to zip through funny. that whole race anxiety tied to a number really quickly it uh i've not what quite you well, you've kind of made it through Oh, i want to make sure i hit this time disappointed if you don't hit it oh, i really want to hit this time Disappointed if you don't hit it and come through the other side of all right i could run somewhere in this time range and i will be satisfied with my race because that's what i could do today mm-hmm. i've not made it through that tunnel yet somehow you managed to make it oh, maturity wise not... no <laughs> almost almost further ahead than i did no,
0: I'm not definitely not through that tunnel. Not yet. through the tunnel? No, because it's funny be with as new of a runner as I am, a lot of the races that I run, I was PRing in like every single race because I was getting in better shape every single time. Yes. So then it was really the let's see the ten, or the 5K that I didn't PR in that I was said I was set myself up for that. Yep for that as a PR, and I did not achieve it. That was really the first time I believe that I failed.
1: Missed missed a time?
0: Yeah, and that I did not PR in a race that I had set out to PR in.
1: Yeah, but you're just so much more mentally that mature than than a lot of people when like people that get into running as teenagers yeah. and they hit that first race that they don't PR mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of themselves tied to that, a lot of their own like yeah. well-being tied to whatever the, the number on the clock says. Mm-hmm. You have a lot more mental maturity than, you know, your, your average teenager.
0: Well, that's a good thing. So just <laughs> <Good> you, thing.
1: <laughs> your ability to transition and pivot forward from that to be like, okay, so every race is not going to be PR and to, to, grow so substantially from that one experience mm-hmm. and, and literally change the way that you view your running. Like yeah. this year has been phenomenal. Yeah.
0: It, it really has been a huge growth year for me, both physically and mentally, uh, in those aspects Definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of reaches back towards last week. It's a little bit of gratitude. Yeah. I didn't want to say gratitude towards making it through the calendar year without uh, without having a seizure. It's like talking about a no-hitter with in, yeah. in, the, in the ninth inning.
0: No, we definitely... But uh, it's, it's, I it, know. it is a year
1: of gratitude.
0: For sure. And back to... I mean, so as far as my goals go for 2019... First of all, 2019. My God. Yeah, I know. How is it 2019? Mm-hmm. But um, as far as my goals go... I don't know. I just want to see what I can get. I want to run a, I want to, I do want to run a PR at Key West, the half marathon, which I just said, you know, I don't like to pick a race, but I I really think that I can because my fastest time, uh, for the half was last February. As long as the
1: weather at all cooperates. Yeah. We should be good. We
0: should be good. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what that time is. Like I, I kind of have a number in my head, but we'll see what happens. um, and I do want to run more miles. I would say. See, I don't really have a, a huge mileage goal because I feel like my body does well with like running and strength training. The combination. And when I train for halves and other things like that, and, and up my running, and sometimes neglect my strength training my body doesn't respond as well. So I want to have a nice mix of both running and strength training.
1: Right. So setting a strict mileage goal is it's probably going to hinder your overall performance. Yeah,
0: I just want to keep getting in better shape. So it, I know that's kind of a nebulous goal and we always talk about being more specific with things, but I just want to keep getting better shape. I want to, I do want to keep getting faster. I want to keep getting stronger. Um so I don't know, maybe at least as many miles next year as this year. And and hopefully more. I'm not even sure where I am right now. I have to check my I don't know. You got a tracker tracker, though. Yeah, I do have a tracker. I I think I'm close to 1200, maybe 1100. I'm not sure. So yeah, 100 a month is a good average. That's a pretty solid average. I think so. I mean, considering what I used to be (laughs) (laughs) 10 miles a week, if that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that's is that a good answer to your question? Yeah,
1: no, I think I think you've got kind of some... Kind of a
0: long-winded answer.
1: It's a little bit of a lengthy answer, but I mean, that's kind of where, where we go. It's it's not December 31st yet. We don't need hard, fast goals for the 2019 yet. we got a few days to narrow them down.
0: There we go. All right, so let's wrap this thing up.
1: So step three, you've waited for your goal. You've worked really hard for the goal. When you hit it, step back and enjoy it.
0: Yes, actually celebrate
1: it. Celebrate, the, celebrate with... Full enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Don't cross the finish line of a race and be like, yes, I nailed that time. All right, I guess I'll start tomorrow for my next one and drop another five minutes. No, just actually enjoy and and look back and... realize, acknowledge the experience of the months of work that you put into mm-hmm. what you've just been. Months shoot, could be years could be that years. you've put into this thing. Yeah,
0: I mean, when you, when you hit your goal marathon time, I mean, that's a I, lot. I may cry. I think you should because it, well, it's just emotion. You know, it's it's not that you're sad. It's just overwhelming emotion that you know everything that you've been through, including the seizures and the year of not. You know, even thinking about the marathon, I mean, there's a lot of mental and emotional things going into that one. I'm not sure. Whenever you hit that.
1: I'm not sure if there's been a race of my own that I cried at the finish line.
0: No? I
1: can't think of one. I can think of watching other people. Didn't you cry
0: after Chicago when you did your first marathon?
1: No, it's too cold to cry. (laughs) (laughs) If I cried at that one, it's because I was in that much pain and slightly frozen. Um, but i i can think of other races of watching other people cross finish lines no, that brought did. tears after to my no you did after
0: space mind. coast didn't you maybe right when i saw you
1: yeah yeah and okay. then you
0: pulled it together for, as soon as the girls... as soon as the girls showed yeah. up yeah right, yeah so no, i you found go. you at the at the finish line and you had you had tears in your eyes
1: oh that's there you go cuz mm-hmm. i i i know i can think of of watching other people cross finish lines and it's It's been such a huge thing coming and to watch, whether it's your own personal or someone else, go through a lengthy journey. Enjoy the rewards mm-hmm. and sit back and, and actually take them in and take the time to appreciate what's just been accomplished.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I think that's a great summary. Just make sure you get out there and set a goal for yourself. Work hard to achieve it and then enjoy it once you finally do. So... As always, thank you guys for joining us. Check out our website at realliferunners.com. Over there, you can find our show notes for this episode and for all of our past episodes, you can find links and resources that of products that we like and that we recommend. You can also find all of our coaching programs over on the website. We would love to help you achieve some of your goals for 2019. And we've got lots of different programs to help you achieve those goals from some standardized membership plans to some customized training plans. So whatever your goal is for 2019, we would love to help you achieve that. So head over to our website, realliferunners.com and check out all that information over there if you also want a shirt we have shirts over there that you can order so that you can show people that you are a real life runner when you're out on your runs so thank you guys so much for joining us this year this is our last episode of the year and we just wanted to say thank you for listening for sharing this show with your friends for subscribing make sure that you're subscribed to the show because iTunes unsubscribed me from some of the podcasts that I was subscribe to so do me do us a favor and just go into itunes and double check that you're actually subscribed to the show so if you go on like the website um, i'm sorry on itunes like on the show page there's a button that that should say subscribe so click that and if you click that button then the new episodes will automatically download to your phone every week when we add them so you don't have to worry about ever missing an episode so do us a favor go over and make sure that you are subscribed to the show so that you can get the downloads because our download numbers have been looking a little weird lately
1: yeah and then steal somebody else's phone and
0: subscribe them as well yeah just like if your kid has a phone even if they don't (laughs) listen to podcasts you can just you can just subscribe on their phone too and download some of our episodes but um anyway Thank you guys and subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes if you have a minute. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we've got. So check out the <laughs> website, com. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next week.